every spot has a signature sound. Some instantly recognizable like the Vuvuzela that traveled from South Africa to our IPL battlegrounds. Some made eternal. Wrestling fans, let's get ready to rumble! Or some that just make you cringe like the knockout punch that breaks a jaw in the boxing ring. The crack of a baseball bat or the collision of two hockey sticks or even the squeaks of sneakers before a dunk. From the revving of turbocharged engines to the heaving heart or the burning lungs of a long-distance runner. Or a down-the-line belter or a cross-court smash that lands on the fourth row of the stadium, sending a message to the opponent and the rival fans. Some sounds send you to a trance. But some break the reverie. Oh, Gotham Gambir! Call what you may, it certainly is music, right? May not have a key or a chord, but for the converted, it's always in sync and in harmony. Yet, sadly today, the football grounds that once saw champion Indian public sector enterprises like Air India, ONGC or ITI Bangalore or Hindustan Aeronauticals or State Bank of India or State Bank of Travancore or Railways or even Kerala Police punch above their weight, soaking their jerseys with sweat and swagger, winning coveted tournaments or producing a galaxy of stars, lie bare and quiet. Salt Lake Stadium, Calcutta for the second half of the Kalyani Black Label semi-final and absorbing and falling in and nine-time champion Mohan Bagan, city rivals, India's oldest football One look at the roster of stars. I am Vijayan, Sham Thapa, P.K. Banerjee, Godfrey Pereira, Durga Boro, Stephen Dias, or even Vivek Bhomik, to just name a handful, and memories of their skill, agility, technical news, and knowledge that won heart and made them national heroes come alive for many generations like mine who actually grew up watching them and not Messi, Haaland or Mbappe. Across midfields and maidans, the frenzied hysteria is now just an echo of a bygone era. And you wonder why we have let such institutions relegate into oblivion. Almost 15 years of utter neglect and suddenly late last month, a ray of hope. A tournament for public sector undertakings announced by none other than Kalyan Chaube, former Indian national goalkeeper turned BJP Neta and more importantly the president of All India Football Federation or AIFF, the apex body that runs the beautiful game in the country. I am also going to launch institutionally that there are several office teams, office teams like India, India, 
HAL, IIT, Coal India, Railways, Services, AG, Income Tax, many more. Oil India, Shell, Gear. Then uh, Punjab Electricity Board, BSF. Last 12, 12 years, there has not been any recruitment in these institutions because gradually, you know, slowly or gradually, these teams are uh, obsoluted from Indian football. So if we can bring them back into Indian football competition, we believe then many football players can get uh, service. So, so their life can be secured through the government service or this institutional service. Jobs secure lives, no doubt. But an office league in 2023? Is it sustainable financially? Who will watch? Will any broadcaster even throw money for TV or digital rights? And will the PSUs themselves be keen to participate? In this episode, we'll dribble to find all the right answers from the office bearers to the team members and even former footballers and Dronacharya coaches. It's the 15th of May. We're taking a break from IPL and the Champions League action to kick off something quite unique. From the Economic Times, I'm your host, Orijit Barman, and this is the business of sports. So, 16.25. This is the business of sport from the Economic Times. To answer these raft of questions and more, I had to straight away pass the ball to AIFF's Secretary General, Shaji Prabhakar, who in his earlier avatar of FIFA Development Officer, South and Central Asia, had in 2015 and again in 2017 conceived of such a tournament. But in both those occasions, the concept remained just that, only on paper. But now, as part of AIFF, he is no longer ideating, but actually implementing reforms. So, will he be third time lucky? See, at that time, I think it was just a discussion. And I don't know what the Federation did at that time. Because mm -hmm. I, being a part of FIFA, in my personal capacity and also... My colleagues, we discussed and we just uh, recommended to the Federation Correct. after our review of the analysis of football in India. That was one of the recommendations, but it was a recommendation. Oh, see, we are part of football for life now. <laughs> we have done only football in our life and this is always there in our mind. And, uh, just we got uh, this opportunity to do something for Indian football. Mm -hmm. That way, we definitely we wanted to bring back those legacy institutions which have contributed greatly for uh, more than 50-70 years. Uh, they need to be back. Some of them who can continue to be part of the football ecosystem in India and that mm -hmm. way we see a greater value. Many would say that why restrict to just PSUs? Why not have an office league where private sector and public sector undertakings they compete? That will make it more exciting more people will come to the ground. It will create a much bigger buzz. Why just restrict to only public sector undertakings? 
No, absolutely. See, we haven't restricted. It's going to be an open platform you know, where okay. we, those private companies can also come in. But the first weightage will be given to the legacy clubs because we cannot take everyone as it comes huh? because uh, we need to have the right competition and the right structure and we cannot really start with, say, 20-30 teams to begin mm-hmm. with. But uh, the idea is that the first 10 will be part of the top division and if, say, more than 10 comes, uh, then we will create the second level also that way. So that's the thought process and we are open as we would like to see that some of the new entities can also come up because uh, mm-hmm. getting motivated to be part of football. Now, when do you plan to actually have the first tournament or the first season kick off? Let's see, our uh, plan is to uh, initiate everything by July and then have a kickoff somewhere November, December. Mm-hmm. That's the timeline. And it will be finalized in consultation with those teams which will be part of it. Because okay. uh, right now we are developing the whole policy and uh, a bidding document, RFP, we can call it. And once we have developed and then we also have informal consultations and then we will also have a formal consultation. Those who are interested, you know, we will bring them, we will hear from them. Then uh, what is practically possible, we will also need to see that. Because at the end, it is not what we think, but what they also think practically possible. And that way, we will have this consultation. And possibly what we see is that by August end, we will be able to launch this. I wanted to also understand, you know, the issue of investments and financing. Who will actually sponsor or finance this ambitious project, so to speak? Will the central government, will AIFF put money or will there be some fees attached? How do you plan to fund this? Let's see, it will be a self-sustainable project. And if you ask us, we don't have budget. But mm-hmm. then we have a model uh, by which it will be self-sustainable. And that way we want to work with uh, a no-profit, no-loss basis for this project. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to bring these legacy institutions back, give them the platform, encourage them so that they continue to associate with football and they continue to provide opportunities to those players who cannot break into the professional teams. That way there is a pathway for players. And the model definitely in our research, in our analysis, what we found is that it doesn't require a very high level of investment because this team itself has got some budget. They can cover maximum of their cost. yeah, And that way... For us, it's not a very high budget as well. And uh, we have the mechanism by which it will uh, roll on. This is where our RFP document will be of the interest to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that way, the teams will also find it encouraging enough to be part of it where they don't have to burn their pocket beyond a certain limit. Uh, And for all the stakeholders and the teams, it will be a win-win situation. Because people would say that in football, Indian football especially, you can't just break even. So, breaking even will be critical for a league like this. When do you see or expect break even of a league like this even possible? 
See, though we have to understand that uh, these institutions, if they are not looking for, say, their sponsors, they can get it if they want. But mostly they will be financed by their own institutions, their departments, their ministry, hmm. or their, say, banks, whatever. And they always used to be that way. But hmm. none of those clubs came to see that, okay, they gain revenue being part of football. And okay. it was an investment for welfare of the people who are part of it. And also, they've been investing into football for development of the game. And that was the structure. And the similar, no. that would continue. The budgets in some institutions might have you know, died down by now because you know, football being not part of that competitive structure for them. But there are teams which are alive, which are knocking on our door. Uh, that mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Because today many would argue that for leagues to sustain in the long run, you know, you need to make money through broadcasting rights, which is TV and now even digital, then merchandising and of course then the on-ground ticketing. Do you think these things are feasible in a league like this? Do you think there could be a broadcasting partner or will you have to rely on Doordarshan? And could there be merchandising and other ways of monetizing a league like this? Yes, see, this is an amateur league. Yeah? Right. And the characteristics of amateur league will be there in this league. And therefore, nothing what we see in a top-tier league will be applicable. Mm-hmm. Because then, okay. uh, you know, it, it can't take off. Because Correct. the fans of these institutions are limited. And mm-hmm. their employees are going to be their audience mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm. And that way will be a very light model to say, yeah, mm. whereby the idea is that we start a competitive structure for the institutions mm. without looking into diversifying into getting into stepping into the professional structure. Because uh, the idea mm. is here is to provide more opportunities to these institutions to come back to the game and mm. they provide opportunities to the players who can find a pathway. And that way, they are becoming part of football ecosystem. And going forward, say, we never know some of them might turn professional team. When there will be a structure like this, you know, they will be much more encouraged because at the end, they will get the recognition from the community as well as the recognition from their board or the management because then the management might also see that our team is doing well. They might start yeah. youth programs, uh, they might initiate uh, grassroots activities among their employers, which can have a positive impact on football. Okay. It is not the commercial model what we are going to work with, because that way we will take another 10 years to come up with something which can really work. Correct. So, do you see there a pathway for them to actually become professionals picked up from these leagues to ISL, I-League or even actually play for India? Because on one hand, you also have a licensing requirement which has actually killed PSUs from thriving in professional football. You see, the licensing part was required at the time because it was required by the Asian body, the Asian Football Confederation as it is pro- as it was professionalizing at that time. And uh, right. Indian football required to step into that level to compete at the Asian level and which has improved a lot in terms of uh, the management of the club with 
getting better facilities for the players, the salaries, the level of competition, the level of facilities overall. Without licensing, we could not have reached. But then unfortunately, uh, PSUs could not get into that licensing because of certain constraints which mm. was put because you need to be an independent entity outside your department or organization. That mm-hmm. was tough for them because at the end, this team is part of a department and you cannot create a private limited as a club. And those Correct. were the challenges at that time. Correct. You think from August, if you start by December, you'll be in a position to do it. Isn't it too short a time frame? Uh, no, absolutely not. Because see, when we are saying, uh, when we are going to launch in our best, therefore we are already working on it. And August is where we are 100% sure of having minimum 10 teams. And then only we will float with the RFP. Because mm-hmm. we don't float an RFP and say, oh, this is a failed project. Definitely Correct. not. So therefore, we are working on it. What, according to you, went wrong that PSUs, which once dominated football in India, are now nowhere to be seen and found. Only they are read about in history books. We've had a whole generation or multi-generation of stars who've played for the country whose roots came from PSUs. Now something is broken. What went wrong? According to you, I were in those positions of decision making, then I could have ensured my uh, thought process at this time. I can say that we could have kept them in the structure mm-hmm. in some form, and that way they continued to be part of the football structure. Because uh, when we turned to football's professional structure, and they could not match those eligibility condition and that mm-hmm. is where the challenge came but mm-hmm. for considering what they have done to football we could have created a parallel structure Correct. having them and that way we continued with them and they could have been part of today as well and continuing what they have done all these years all these decades an idea well meaning must also have takers to make it work. So we decided to travel all the way to Dibrugar, Assam to catch G2 Chetri. The manager of the Oil India Limited Football Club and a former East Bengal goalkeeper to gauge his interest levels. A PSU with a rich football heritage that is full of bittersweet moments of triumph and loss, Jitu is an accidental footballer in his own admission. Till 16, cricket was his life, but then his height and abilities made him change track, quite literally. Oil India has been part of his life since his teens as he started training with their football team while still in high school. Only to become their successful manager after stints at the Williamson Mager Academy and then the frenzied Kolkata Maidan. Since when have you started managing the All India team? Uh, 2014. Okay. 
And for how many years did you play for Oil India Football Club? From 2002 to 2003, then again 3 to 4, I was in East Bengal. Then again, mm -hmm. I came back from 2004 to 2014, I played for Oil India continuously. That time I that played several major tournaments also. Okay, for Oil India. And then you started yeah. managing the Oil uh, India team. Uh, now, I wanted to understand more about Oil India because Oil India's football history is pretty rich. Does it consist of only Oil India staffers or are there retainers who come in and play tournaments and then they go away? No, like that, if a uh, company desires to put some players for some uh, contextual basis or a lien basis for a period of three months like that, they can mm -hmm. uh, recruit. But that was in earlier days. Nowadays, they bring the players for one year. If they, uh, his performance is good, then he will stay. And like that only goes on. So how many in the team today, how many are Oil India staffers and how many are such contract players? 50-50. There are 28 okay. to 30 players. Uh, almost 15-15 players are contractual and 15 players are regular employee of Oil India. But tell me, when do you guys have time to actually practice? Because obviously, you also have a day job with the company. So when yeah. do you practice? Actually, the players who are uh, in category 1, we say category 1, they are full-time players. They don't have to do any work in the office. They come as the schedule is set by the coach. Who is the coach? He sets the uh, team today's gym session or today winning there will be two sessions like that. As per the coach, the practice is going on. What is a average schedule like for a say an Oil India player? As per the coach convenience, he starts some prefer 7.30 in the morning because we recruit coaches through advertisement. As per mm -hmm. their advertisement, they are recruited and as per their recommendation and schedule, they practice like uh, in the morning, 7.30 or 8, they will start their practice every day. Okay. And evening also there is practice? Yeah. If the session is there kept by the coach, then evening session is also there. How active is the Oil India football team? Do you play in a lot of local as well as national tournaments like say the Bordoloi Cup, the Kalinga yeah. Cup has also been uh, yeah, yeah. revived. So do you, yeah. how active is the team? In Assam, like Independence Day Cup, Nogao, then Bordole Cup in Trophy in Guwahati, like mm -hmm. some of the major tournaments are there. Regularly, Oil participates and last time you will be glad to know that Oil India team was a champion for Bordole Trophy and Independence Day Cup. Oh, okay. That's, that's great news. Now, as a manager, what has been, you just said you won the Bordoloi Cup. Yeah. What has been your biggest achievement according to you as the manager of the All India Football Club. We played uh, GTC Gold Cup in Sikkim. That one we were in the runners up. That is a big mm -hmm. tournament because there modern sporting and all, um, good teams are coming there to participate. That mm -hmm. is a big achievement for us. And Bordelet of Independence mm -hmm. Cup there and PSPB, mm -hmm. PSPB tournaments our that is also a big achievement for us. Okay. Okay. Now, as I told you that there is a plan now from the All India Football Federation to revive a tournament for public sector undertakings. And they plan to start from this winter. Yeah. Do you think a tournament like that would really help players, players from Oil India and players 
who work in similar other public sector undertakings if so why do you think it will help them it will definitely help because only playing in this tournaments in local tournaments and playing in the national level it will give more exposure to the players and it will be a great chance that they will be uh, in the national team also indian national team if they are playing uh, this thing national mm-hmm. this corporate league or whatever you say mm-hmm. if they play they will get exposure more exposures to the, for the player now a tournament like this to make it work you have been a footballer yourself yes. professionally and now you're managing a team if you were given the responsibility what would be your top 3 priorities to make a tournament like this work and become successful nationally first of all i think this kaitrias there should be a relaxation for the corporate teams or corporate league should be like all india football federation is planning to do that it will be good enough for the psl teams to revive and all what about foreign players do you think more for foreign players should play or some people think that there should be a bar on number of foreign players who should come and play because foreign players are taking over indian football if you play with the competitive footballers then only your performance will be high if you play with our team only uh, our players only you can't know your strength how much uh, you are there in the correct level i prefer that if you play with good footballers from outside it will be beneficial for us like g2 we spoke to several other officials from various public sector enterprises to understand their point of views as well from sarkari bankers to the taxmen from engineers to railway officers and even vivek bhomik who oversaw the ongc team till he retired from service in 2018 ONGC for example played two editions in the I League's first division and recruited several stars who went on to play for India International upon Bhomik's insistence the ONGC management at one point in time spent close to 3 crore rupees on the team that played in the I League excitement apart they all had something interesting to say I very much witnessed all these things, even mm. in very popular football cities also. It is really not possible to a full crowd for this team. There are places if you uh, go to Assam side, there is a match between two teams in Assam side. I have seen in uh, Guwahati, uh, I have seen in Jorhat. and uh, in shillong also i have seen the shillong mm. match i think match of course if there are there are the people all they love football very much all government sectors psu corporate they have stopped recruiting sportsmen mm. i don't know for what reason particularly in mumbai all corporates say union bank reserve bank any bank you take any any name any bank ah. rarely they having their own uh, squad they all okay. on retainership basis and if possible they should avoid foreigners public sector if they are starting public sector league it's very good step uh, national league and all if they are organizing to so infrastructure ko change karna padega ya ipo state wise all development ke liye state wise unko league or tournament ye conduct karne padenge se ki pura interest aaye bahut sare states mein abhi bhi nahi ho raha hai 
कुछ स्टेट को अगर पैन इंडिया अगर हम बात करते हैं हिंदुस्तान की तो कुछ स्टेट को छोड़ दे तो बहुत सारे स्टेट्स में अभी भी बहुत सारी चीजें होनी है तो ऐसे को थोड़ा सोचना पड़ेगा बहुत सारे स्टेट्स हैं लाइक यूपी हो गया एमपी हो गया बिहार हो गया टाटा फुटबॉल एकेडमी वन ऑफ द बेस्ट एकेडमी इन बिहार जमशेदपुर लेकिन टूर्नामेंट वगैरह नहीं हो रहे हैं जो मेजर टूर्नामेंट्स होते हैं यूपी में कोई ऐसा बड़ा टूर्नामेंट नहीं हो रहा है तो इस तरह के टूर्नामेंट और इस तरह का वो देखना पड़ेगा ताकि अच्छी एकेडमीज आ पाए टूर्नामेंट Then the season is over. Then these guys players they move out. Mm-hmm. You cannot pay them every month. So now what has happened is uh, Prince Kalyan Chobe has taken over as the president of the IFF. Okay, things are looking uh, much more better. Like for, for example, I heard that government organizations will be getting a chance to qualify for the second division I League, which is not the case from the last five six years. I don't want to go back to those days when I used to fight on these issues with the IFF. Official uh, asking for um, that uh, these this teams, uh, organizations, organizations have done to such great uh, service to the nation by uh, giving recruitment, uh, recruitment. I mean, taking players, placement mm-hmm. of the life. So you take uh, the name of FCI, you know, FCI and Coal India. They were almost uh, India team. All eleven players were playing in uh, either FCI or Coal India. Some players are like guest players that we take them on some stipend and we make them play. There are only four or five that have been recruited in 2018. So the recruitment takes a lot of time. Sometimes the last recruitment, earlier recruitment, took place in 1999. So then we just just to keep the team on, we were like uh, the the players, the old players. We we take out money, we take out uh, some this contribution. We try to run the team so that the team shouldn't stop. Like earlier in Kupres, we used to have a packed stadium to watch the local league matches. The standard of the players were much better. Way better than what is it now? The spirit of the sport is still alive and kicking in iconic former Air India coach Bimal Ghosh, even to this day. Approaching seventy, you will still find him most early morning weekdays in his academies, one in Bandra opposite Lilavati Hospital, or in the upcoming ones in Vashi and Chandrapur, both in Maharashtra. An out-and-out Amchi Maharashtra boy, originally from Nagpur, Ghosh remembers all the sponsorships, scholarships, and search for excellence the teams like Air India once sought after. Ghosh, a Dronacharya Award winner, is hopeful AIFF will finally turn a leaf with this new initiative. He, for one, has always been dead against the restrictions on PSUs that have come in their way. PSU has got problem because when they started in National League, they started with PSU teams, including BSF, Punjab Police, HL Bangalore, ITI, and all. And there were very good teams and all the SBT Kerala. They started with that, and suddenly they were telling that you cannot do commercial entity and all. So we have to stop PSU team. I objected till that time. I was there in Air India. I told no. 
you have to take all this team you have struggled lot for this football and we are recruited lot of players to play for air india not only our team including ongc scrooge sbt kerala including other team also and in that particular time players are getting job in all this hmm. and it's a very good thing for players in chobe who himself was a national champion ghosh sees hope this is the first time in the history of football in india at least i don't know about other countries i don't think a top player who is the top post so they are trying their level best to do all the stakeholder everybody but sir in 2017 also aiff proposed to the all india public sector sports promotion board about this idea of a tournament for public sector undertakings lot of consultation nothing came of it it's 2023 now again a proposal has been made they're trying to revive this institutions league how hopeful you are that this time it will be successful see there are teams like income tax ag ag is recruiting every year player after player and if these teams recruiting players their intention is very clear they will definitely play if you give chance ongc is there in that they are very good team once upon a time and uh, i think so they should start with this whatever will happen time will tell what according to you should be done to make it successful this time around successful means we have to do lot of work in grassroots level regarding football because grassroots level is not very good and one thing is there when they were recruiting they were giving this license to all the players and all hmm. in that uh, they were giving only to the players who all know english and not in regional language <laughs> though they are very good players and that is the wrong idea now kalyan job and all party they have changed aff has changed everything i see now they want in regional language also if you do go good then you will get license and that is very important because in grassroots level if you got b license a license also if you don't know to trap the ball if you don't know to pass the ball how you will become a coach and to make this psu league work what would your suggestion be to mr chobe and uh, sharji they are doing wonderful job i want them to take uh, psu in the consideration and you will get definitely players from this league mm. who can play for indian team and that is my motto also that they should play for world cup and it's very difficult to do all this thing right now but it will take time but uh, soon you will find some wonders in this do you think the public sector undertakings will be keen to participate in a league like that do they have funds to participate in a league like that public sector team has got lot of funds i was in air india but though we are loss making still we have made team to participate in this they are profit making lot of teams will definitely make the team income tax and all they are recruiting players so they will definitely make the team and it will be good for indian football sir to organize an event like this give us an estimate you've been a coach you've been a footballer uh you've been in the organizing committees what kind of monies would be required to make a league at a national level successful no it's up to you how to make like lair india i got very less money 
and uh, recruitment also they were not giving all the time so i to take place on contract basis one more thing i was telling that within 2 years 3 years they are joining all the big teams of india and they played for indian team also like khali jamil steven dyes musa and all players like tomba singh bumbo singh all played for indian team so if you give chance to them they will definitely do wonders and to make a team sustain itself nationally how much money would you say is required 5 10 crores or even more or that's too much money that's too much for uh, this one the, they could not afford also but if they start with 1 crore also definitely they will do wonders you still think in today's day and age a public sector team can compete with the best and people will or can come and watch them play yeah it's definitely there because earlier also they played so they got the result why not now for long politicians or babus who had nothing to do with football ran the sport and ran it to the ground hopefully under the current office bearers things will turn for the better reviving the game among psus is one step of taking football to the grassroots to broaden its base the present generation of fans do not recollect an iti being joint winners of the first federation cup and air india regularly causing upsets playing in packed capacities government agencies or state run companies have always backed sportsmen and teams around the world even outside communist regimes far rabat the moroccan armed forces team are the favorites for the caf confederation cup africa's equivalent of the afc cup port authority of bangkok won the bordeloi trophy way back in 1979 after coming second the previous year losing a heated final against east bengal locomotive moscow was owned by the transport ministry of the former soviet union even in athletics african especially kenyan middle and long distance runners have been supported by government departments like telecom or department defense forces it's also perhaps time to review the stringent licensing requirements mandated by the aiff on instructions from the asian football confederation that barred psus from mainstream competitive football since they could not form separate private limited companies for individual teams a start has been made the intentions noble one can only hope every stakeholder in past and present will be included to make it sustainable we have had too many flash in the pan efforts we can ill afford such misadventures in 2023 when even smaller asian countries like vietnam bahrain or jordan are ahead of us in fifa rankings you have been listening to the business of sports with me your host orijit barman and we have been asking can indian psus kick off the football fever once again a big shout out to my producers and on ground reporters surohini jain and vinay joshi and sound engineer indranil bhattacharjee hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did reporting on it please do like share on social media and spread the cheer among friends colleagues mates and fans 
The Business of Sports is available on Apple, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavon, ET's own website and ET Play, the one-stop destination for all audio programming from the Economic Times, including the Business of Sports. We will be back in a fortnight with more action on and off the field on the Business of Sports. Till then, this is Arjit Barman signing off. Game set and match all clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners credits mentioned in the description